listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome everybody to Earth Oddity Podcast, where we didn't discuss who was going to do the intro. And away <laughs> we go! <laughs> I wasn't really prepared. <laughs> But every time I do the intro anyways, I never sound prepared, so par for the course. Yeah, me too now. I used yeah. to, you know, I thought I, I used to do a better job, and now I'm just kind of like, whatever. Uh, I've, I've, as Deidre has found out, as several franchises have found out, <laughs> I will bring things down to my level real easily. <laughs> so, Donnie went from being well-prepared at the beginning of every episode to flying by the seat of his pants. That was your week. Look, we're doing great. My week was fine. Awesome. Went to a concert Friday night with all of my friends. Super spreader event. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. Not a lot of people masked up there. But I imagine out of the people who went to the fish show, there was a higher percentage of people vaccinated than right. there were. Than I was there just about to say, Walmart. if you're vaxxed, then what you got to worry about? I wasn't worried about anything. <laughs> yes. The guy beside us you. was. <laughs> the first set, we sat in the tickets. We actually bought seats, which were great seats way down. You know, we could see and everything. Mm-hmm. And then the second set, we went up to the nosebleed with all my poor friends and hung out. And shout out to Thomas, who listens a patron to this show, to a patron to this show. Saw him there. It was great to see. Nice. Him. I saw like 40 people I knew and talked to. Awesome. That I hadn't even seen and just by coincidence bumped into him. So that was cool. And, uh, but we had a lot of fun and, uh, it was hot. Man, it was so hot. It's been pretty warm lately and humid too. I mean, yeah. it's always hot in the summertime and it's, it's usually humid, but I tell you what, we keep our air conditioning around 72, mm-hmm. 73, yeah. and there has been condensation on the windows. Every morning. It's so to the point I'm worried about moisture damage. <laughs> I'm like, do I need to put something on those windows to protect it? You're going to have a mold situation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, when we got to the concert, first of all, I thought Deidre was going to fight uh a Pelham police officer, because we paid for premier parking, mm-hmm. okay, because... You know me, I'm not going to walk any farther than I have to if I can just pay 50 bucks to park in this lot. And so we bought that beforehand when we show up and we're going to that lot and this police officer stops us and is like, can't go there, the lot's full. And they just like, well, we have a ticket to park in this lot. And he's like, well, the lot's full. You got to turn around and go back here to where all the poor people park. And Deidre was not happy. <laughs> Do you know that. who I am? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> And so then she was like all fired up. Well, now we got to park over here and are we going to get our money back? So she asked every person who was working there how we could get our $25 back or whatever it was. Right. And finally, I was like, we just, we just need to drop it, baby. This ain't that important. You know, like, let's just have fun. And we did. So we park, we get out. And the first person I see is a guy getting out of a van with like a full three piece pants, vest, and blazer polyester disco suit. And mm-hmm. in my mind, I was like, you ain't from Alabama. Like, you have no idea what you're wearing <laughs> right. outside right now. Was there a dream catcher hanging be. from the rearview mirror? Oh, yeah. Oh, you got all that. <laughs> Look, I mean, it's it's like, a, it's like a whole different atmosphere and culture. But yeah. what's amazing, and we discussed it with my friends, is that we see a lot of more gray hair, you know, when we first started going, because we were all kids then, you know, 16, 17. 
and now and, and all the people that were 16 or 17 are now adults like us and so there's a lot more people with like uh instead of peddling lsd they're peddling like ibuprofen and you know mm-hmm. they like yes. needs metamucil and stuff like that so it's kind of wild anyways so that was my highlight of my week nice went to a concert uh, left the boys at home by themselves. The two kids went and spent the night with my mom and dad and left the boys at home. They went and got something to eat. And then they really, they didn't get into any trouble. They didn't invite any friends over unauthorized or anything like that. And I was a little disappointed because <laughs> 16 year old John would have been into some trouble for sure. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, that was wild. I got home. Everything was intact. except every light in the house was on. So. Like a Ronnie Bill Sapp song. There you go. Yeah. So anyways, what's going on with you this week? Uh, not a whole lot. My neighbor got his, he's got like a little SUV. I'm not sure what it is. It's like an Xterra or something like, like yeah. something akin to that. Gotcha. He was going to back into the backyard. Yeah. Which, and we live on a hill. Oh, it's a big hill. And it's also a very like uh very soft soil. Yeah. Where oh, we're yeah. We've had a ton of rain. We're yes. about 50 inches over our <laughs> normal average for this time of the year. So he was back in this thing between our two houses and got it stuck. Oh, wow. Like I knew was going to happen. Sure. And were you I, watching him when he did it? No. Oh, I just okay. came home and I was like, what is his car doing way uh. <laughs> back there on an incline? He's not, I don't think he's getting that out of there. Yeah. You know, unless. Unless this somehow transmogrifies into a four-wheel drive vehicle, it's not coming out of there. Well, so sure enough, we're sitting around the house eating some Taco Bell last night. Quick aside, I have lived the dream living across the street from a Taco Bell, and it is every bit as wonderful as all you other poor folks out there imagine it to be. I I have only – I was so hopped up for Taco Bell. I've only had Taco Bell once since it's opened up. That's all. That's it. Huh. The first night it opened up, Deidre went through the drive-thru, mm-hmm. and then I was like, don't get me anything. I did that because she was wanting me to go through the drive-thru, and the worst thing in the world is to ask me to go through the drive-thru after I get off work because it's like tacking another 20, 30 minutes <laughs> onto my day. And I was like, no, I don't really want to. And then I got home, and she was mad because she had promised the kids we could have Taco Bell and just open. And I was you like, failed. I was like, I don't care, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's like if y'all want Taco Bell, it's just across the road. Right. <laughs> I was like, if it. y'all want Taco Bell, y'all can go get Taco Bell. And so she was like, fine, and went and got Taco Bell and didn't get me anything. <laughs> <laughs> so then the other day we drove through and got it. Saw Bill yeah. and Beverly Low there too. So yeah. Well, anyway, we yeah. love it. Yeah. Anyway, we've so been there plenty of times. Bell. Eating Taco Bell. Back to Reggie. What's his name? Roger. <laughs> Richard. Richard. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't know anybody in this neighborhood. So, there's a wrecker parked outside, and I'm like, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. It's exactly what I said was going to yeah. happen, happened. And he's out there talking to him, and they talk forever. And they get out, and they walk around it, and they look at it. And then nothing happens. And, but they leave the wrecker there parked all night. So uh-huh. I don't know if he like knows somebody that has like a wrecker. Maybe so. But it was parked out there in the circle huh. all night. And then this morning, getting ready for church, and Tara looks out the window, and she's like, uh-oh, that wrecker is in our yard. <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure it's in our yard? And she's like, well, go look for yourself. It's in our yard. It's going to leave tire tracks everywhere. And I'm like, calm down. I'll go and I'll look out the window. And the tires 
are in Richard's yard. Yeah. The big, huge roll back yeah. bed, like part of the corner of that is like hovering over our yard. <laughs> but it's not, I mean. It's not even touching it's your. Not, it's not it's touching. Not, it's suspended above your property. And I'm like, I'm like, Tara, it's not, it's not a big deal. They're not going to mess up our yard. And if they do, what's the big deal? Yeah. She was not happy oh, yeah. about that wreck. I guess she just wanted that car to be stuck there forever <laughs> and never come out. But uh, they got it out, and Richard's got some tire tracks in his I yard. I saw that when but, I walked up. But we're in the clear. Okay. We look just as fancy as we have since we moved in. Well, i just amazed. That I don't know why he would pull that down there. Richard does a lot of things okay. that you don't know why he would do. In and it's a steep incline. Like you say, that's not a four-wheel drive vehicle. <laughs> right. That's a that's a steep incline. An extremely steep. Yeah. Incline. You gotta get a run go to it's get up. It's not as bad on his side, but it's still yeah. it's, it's steep. I wouldn't yeah. do it in a four-wheel drive. I mean, it's probably a thirty degree yeah. incline, probably. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. I mean, at least. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yours is almost forty five about Yeah, that. you had mentioned all the rain that we've mm-hmm. had recently. Well, let me tell you this. He was talking to Tara one day and he has a kayak. He likes to go kayaking and stuff. Okay. Well, one day it was, you know, when we have a lot of rain, and it's usually just because it'll it'll settle back down, but we got this little bitty creek that runs out behind our house. It's not, I mean, it's like maybe a few inches deep. It's not like, yeah. don't imagine a big, huge, it's not roaring raging waters. river. Yeah. Although it does turn into that when, when we get rains. like a lot of rain. Yeah. Well, when we got a lot of rain, he like took his kayak down okay. there and he, he got in there. And the creek carried him off Out to away Lake from here. Okay. <laughs> yes. And he, uh, I think he got down to... Uh, he got somewhere down here, down uh, 43, yeah, and got out, and he called his wife to come pick him up by the road. Okay. But she had decided to like take a nap, so she didn't <laughs> answer the phone. And I think he told her that he was out there for like three or four hours before he could finally get her to answer the phone and come pick well, him up. Okay. So well, The adventures of Richard. I didn't know. Like, he's an older gentleman, right? He is. Yeah. Say, you know what? Probably way more fun being around him than me, especially if you're going along with all these harebrained things yeah. that he decides to do. That's true. <laughs> well, I uh, it has made me braver thinking because you know sometimes kind of like Dwight Trude. Before I do something, I think to myself, "Is this something an idiot would do?" <laughs> and if it is, I don't do that thing. Sure, <laughs> I right. Know. I feel like there's not a lot I can do that would be dumber. The pulling, so pulling the truck down there is a wild move. <laughs> yeah. I can understand the kayak thing. I would do that. That doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem that bad. Especially if I knew my wife would pick me up, which Deidre's prone to a nap, too, so I might get stranded. <laughs> but the pulling the truck down there would never occur to me ever right. to do, ever in my life. So yeah. You still mowing his grass? You know what? I want to say a couple weeks ago, our lower pooped out oh, okay. and couldn't get it. So. About two weeks went by where it was growing because I hadn't gotten yeah. to the store and got me a new mower yet. And then when I finally did get another mower, he had found some way to cut it. And I don't know if he went out there with like a weed eater to cut it <laughs> all or he, he hired someone else to do it. Yeah. But it was cut. And now I didn't know if it was going to be like a one-time thing or what, but uh, I went out there yesterday to cut it, and he had cut it again, okay. like just a couple of days ago. So, but he hadn't came and cut yours. Like, as <laughs> no, a thank you. <laughs> no, there was there was a clear line of demarcation <laughs> down our property. That's why I don't do nothing nice for my neighbors. <laughs> I, 
That's wild. My my weed eater's messed up. I don't know what's wrong with it. Hmm. But so I'm just gonna throw it away and buy a new one. I'll, there'll be it'll be get set on the curb one day if you want to come pick it up. I'll, come, see if you can I'll come pick it up. Restore it. You got brand new line <laughs> on it too. The weird thing, and I hadn't really brought it up to my parents, is my dad borrowed it, and then the next day I was gonna use it. And it wasn't working anymore. So the Uh-oh. theory is that my dad broke my weed. <laughs> I don't want him to buy me a new one, so I was gonna go buy one. Right. Of course, he'll listen to this, but. <laughs> Should have thought about that before I talked about it. Well, I'll I'm see kidding. if I can fix it. And then yeah. if I can't fix it, I'll sell it for scrap on Facebook. <laughs> I'm kidding, Dad. Uh, but, it, yeah, I don't know what the deal is. The battery's charged up. I put it in. It won't work. What kind know. of uh, what kind of mower is it? It's a Ryobi. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, just a little string fed. I was about to say, I've got a Ryobi drill and a, a skill. Like, what is that thing called? Reciprocating yeah. saw. Okay, so well, Deidre just bought this one day, just came home with it, because we needed one. The, <laughs> I might can use the battery off of it. <laughs> the weed eater I had was uh, given to me by Mud Hut. And yeah, yeah. It was like, I mean, it was held together with zip ties and duct tape, I promise. <laughs> it was horrible. And uh, I feel like all weed eaters will make it. Yeah. There, eventually. yeah, no, yeah. If you yes. use them long enough, I've this never had only, one that just lasted forever. This is only a couple years old, so I don't know, huh? I don't know. I'm I hadn't really dug into it because I know because we have weed eaten about two times. I know when I get it fixed, I gotta get that weed eating done, yeah. and I hate to weed eat. So I feel I'm like if my dad was here. He would say that's what you get for buying electric. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's to, like that. You, <laughs> you know? need to pollute the earth with <laughs> yeah. the good stuff. Well, my thing is like a. My yard is as big as a bed sheet. I don't need to be keeping up fueling an oil mix in my garage just to weed eat for 20 minutes at the right. most. That's doing everything and edging. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe if I had a bigger spread like you, had a whole hillside <laughs> I needed to work down to the creek and everything. That hillside's murder. Oh, I know. Ugh. I know. I, I, there is no way I could mow it. <laughs> There's there would be no way. I need a new pair of cleats. You need I've been watching this dude, Newsflash. I'm hooked on TikTok. All right. <laughs> I can't quit TikTok. All right. <laughs> okay. But I've been watching this dude that does nat his I can't remember his handle, but he talks about native grasses and plants to Alabama and yeah. how they've disappeared and been taken over by invasive species and all that. Like kudzu. Yeah, like kudzu, <laughs> and uh, he is—he's—he's uh, he's like planted his whole yard and all these native plants. It's mm-hmm. got me fired up, like I want to do it. You right. need to—I'll hook you up with him. He can tell me you what to plant yeah. on your hillside that you won't have to mow, but will bring pollinators to your yard and that all that stuff. Wonderful. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Oh, he's got all kind of stuff that I—I I mean, plants I've never heard of, and I've walked around the woods in Alabama for thirty years. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. Wow. Anyways, the whole point being, I'm hooked on TikTok. Can't stop. <laughs> Can't quit it. I don't know why. Can't quit it. Huh. But it's not all people doing dances, too, which is, it was I, I found surprising. For a while. But yeah. then the boomers found out about exactly. it. Exactly. So now, and now it's a bunch of boomers here, and I'm in there laughing. <laughs> and we're talking about native plant species. And somehow I've, I'm all up into golf TikTok, too, which they do funny golf stuff. I don't even play golf. So I've huh. just gotten I've gotten hooked into a lot of different things. All right. So, uh, there we go. Look, keep an eye out for the Earth Oddity TikTok. <laughs> well, as far as odd news goes, what we got on tap this week? Man, I got some doozies. Uh, we got a foiled robbery. Okay. Uh, we have an Olympic story. Olympics are huge mm-hmm. if, for everyone but me. I've yet to watch much of the Olympics. 
And then I got a delivery guy story. Okay. So what about you? Well, I have a story about first responders in Quebec. Okay. I've got a story about a emergency happening in California. Uh, I mean, you thought the wildfires were bad. There's another one? There's an there's something worse. California's I'm always right. got issues, you know? It really does. I mean, everybody looks down their nose at Alabama, rightly so, mm-hmm. for some reason. But I don't feel like we have as many issues We're not as on California. fire. Yeah, the, every year they're on fire. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, can we not figure that out? <laughs> you know? We got a lot of trees here, too. Why are we not on fire? Uh-huh. I don't understand. But I wanted to start with this story, and this comes from The Guardian. Ancient Gilgamesh tablet seized from Hobby Lobby by U.S. authorities. Okay. So Hobby Lobby closed on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A rare and ancient tablet showing part of the epic of Gilgamesh, which had been acquired by Christian arts and crafts retailer Hobby Lobby for display in its Museum of Biblical Artifacts, has been seized by the U.S. government. The Department of Justice alleges that the 3,600-year-old Gilgamesh Dream Tablet, which originated in a region that is now part of Iraq, was acquired in 2003 by an American antiquities dealer encrusted with dirt and unreadable from the family member of a London coin dealer. Once it had arrived in the U.S., it has been it had been cleaned. Experts realized that it showed a portion of the Gilgamesh epic, one of the world's oldest works of literature in the Akkadian language. The Department of Justice alleges that the dealer then sold the tablet with a false providence letter saying that it had been inside a box of ancient bronze fragments purchased in 1981 auction. It was then sold several times before Hobby Lobby bought it from a London auction house in 2014 and put it on display in the Museum of the Bible. The museum was conceived by evangelical Christian Steve Green, the billionaire president of Hobby Lobby. Tablet was seized from the museum by law enforcement agents in 2019, and New York's Eastern District Court ordered its forfeiture on Tuesday. The DOG said that Hobby Lobby has consented to the forfeiture based on the tablet's illegal importations into the United States in 2003 and 2014. This forfeiture represents an important milestone on the path to returning this rare and ancient masterpiece of world literature to its country of origin, said acting U.S. Attorney Jacqueline M. Cusis. This office is committed to combating the black market sale of cultural property and the smuggling of looted artifacts. Anyway, it just goes on here, and then there's a quote from Mr. Green where he says that, uh, My goal was always to protect, preserve, study, and share cultural property with the world. That goal has not been changed, but after some early missteps, I made the decision many years ago that moving forward, I would only acquire items with reliable documented provenance. Is that how you say that word? Yeah, I think so. Furthermore, if I learn of any other items in the collection for which another person or entity has a better claim, I will continue to do the right thing with those items. So, okay. There you go. Hobby Lobby. They bought this tablet back in 2003 and they put it in a museum and the Department of Justice took it back and says it's got to go back to Iraq. Who's it going? Is it just going to the Iraqi government? I, I have no idea. I thought the Iraqi government was ISIS now. <laughs> I thought we were the Iraqi government. <laughs> well, we uh, were, but then we left. Okay. Are we just giving this tablet to ISIS? Maybe. They oh, can destroy it like all the other stuff they have done. <laughs> yes. uh, so, I mean, let me just make sure I understand. So, he bought this thing. Yes. And, but From an from auction some, house. Yeah, yeah. At, at an auction. Mm-hmm. But now the government's saying, 
you got it the wrong way or it, it was stolen and then got into it. Yeah, the because auction. way back in 2003, it just says that uh, there was a what a, a London coin dealer. Yeah. He had it and he sold it with a with a fake piece of paper uh, saying that he had it or whatever. Gotcha. Okay. But why, why can't we go after this guy? Yeah, because if like, I'm Hobby Lobby, I'm like, look, I, someone's going to have to come up off yeah, some cash. Yeah, I need some cash back for this. <laughs> yes. Okay, y'all can have it back, but uh-huh. I need my money back, right? I want a refund. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But it seems like Hobby Lobby tried to do the right thing here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he fought it because I'm, he probably paid a pretty penny yeah, for it. Yeah, why wouldn't you? you? Yeah, and he had absolutely. a piece of paper saying this is that. I mean, it's I, not like he loaded it in the back of a plane and absconded some like, island somewhere. True, true. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I wonder, you know, like uh, what this means, because it says they're the the Department of Justice is now trying to get, find stuff like this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's something along the lines. Um, and they won't stand for looted artifacts or whatever. Indiana Jones said it like, belongs in a museum. <laughs> I wonder what this means for all like the uh, like your old uncles who have like an Arrowhead collection, you know? I uh, you know what? I, mean, I, I guess somebody could come looking for those oh, too, couldn't they? Look, when they built that hotel downtown, the first one, the Embassy Suites, a big nice one, yeah, uh, or whatever it is, um, you know, it was right there by the restaurant, and mm-hmm. they had to do the archaeology department at the university somewhere along the way had said before anything's built on this property, we have to do an archaeological survey because it was like basically where downtown Tuscaloosa was founded. Mm-hmm. Used to be a bank there, all kind of stuff, and so they had to go in and do that. Found all kind of like Civil War buttons and all kind of cool stuff. Well, uh, I had a guy that came in to eat with me one time, and he was like. You know, how is all this construction, everything going to affect your business? I was like, well, it'll slow it down for a little while, but maybe when it gets open, that'll it'll be big because all those people are staying there. And he's like, man, you better hope they don't find any Native American bones there. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you need to go home and pray they don't find any Native American bones because you will never have a hotel there. And I was like, okay, that's a fair point. But I mean, <laughs> I can also understand if there's something there, we don't need to disturb it. You know, I wouldn't want to dig up a cemetery um, but can't we just relocate it? I don't, well, here, think about this, Tiny. That's it, what they did in Poltergeist. Sure. <laughs> but let's think about this. You recently had a father pass away, or where all of my family's buried. What if they came in there one day and were like, we're gonna, we've are gonna, we sold this land. We're going to build a hotel here. we got to move all these bodies somewhere. Well, Would you be okay with that? Well, now, okay, this is me. And yeah. I realize that a lot of people feel differently, yeah. and I respect other people's opinions. Sure. That said, it is my personal religious belief that once someone dies, they've moved on. Sure, absolutely. So it really wouldn't bother me so long as I, I, now I'm going with my seven grand back <laughs> that I spent on that. But yes, so long as uh, you keep <laughs> where my people are or where they've been for centuries, and that's where we will be for centuries. <laughs> right. You don't move us, okay? Now our soul is not there, of course. <laughs> yes, but our bodies are there, and we need to all be together, mm-hmm. okay? For when the zombie apocalypse happens, all of my folks get together, we're gonna wreck some stuff. <laughs> so. Well, just uh, so that my my kids know one day, if they need to move me so they can put a mall there, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm cool with that. It's not like we need to do it for a cancer research center <laughs> or something. It's like for a hotel or a mall. No, you can't move my, my family members for that. My kids are going to get way more enjoyment out of a mall than they are a cancer <laughs> research facility, unless they happen to have cancer one day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Yeah. <laughs> 
which is be the only time Tiny prays for him. <laughs> <laughs> Nick this morning in Sunday school, and he was like, y'all pray for me? <laughs> I didn't say nothing. I was thinking, nah, bro, probably not. <laughs> I'm not praying. Do you have cancer? No, can't pray for you. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on here. Pizza delivery guy takes one slice out of the box after a customer refuses a tip. Then spits it out after he finds out it had pineapple on it. I want to say, I respect this guy so much. But yeah, it definitely wasn't pineapple pizza. (laughs) Tipping is a practice which has been hotly debated over the past few years. Mm -hmm. If everybody's seen the beginning of Reservoir Dogs, you know, some people don't tip, right? Yes, And it's become, I guess... Growing up, we always tipped. And if you didn't tip as much as someone else thought you should tip, you were shamed for it. Sure, right. But yeah, like here in the last year or so, it's like, hey, you're you billionaires expect us to subsidize <laughs> your workforce. <laughs> it's to heat it up. So yeah. But which around the world, tipping is not commonplace, you know, for our listeners around mm-hmm. the globe. You know, in the United States, if you go to eat out or if someone performs a service for you, really just, you know, cut your hair or whatever, people will tip and give extra money on top of whatever it made that goes straight to the person who performed the service, yeah, which in I, theory. I always thought it was kind of a thank you. Yeah, right. For like, hey, you did a good job. I'm going sure. to give you a little, here's a little extra. Right. Yeah. But then somewhere along the way, restaurants were like, no, nah, you're getting a lot of money in tips. We're going to well not we, pay you as much, I guess. Yeah, like minimum wage in the United States is what, seven twenty five. And mm-hmm. I think a server at a restaurant, because they get tipped, they're allowed to pay them two eighty five or something. Right. Like two eighty. I don't remember. But then I because never, of the tips, they right. can do okay. Yeah, and they can still make a living. Right. The restaurant doesn't take as big of an upfront hit on payroll, payroll taxes, all that stuff. Now, credit to me, when I had a restaurant, I paid everybody minimum wage or above. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there we go. I did not have that practice so because we didn't wait tables to yeah i was so. supposed to say because i can say that the times i ate at yeah. john's restaurant you go up to the counter and you order it and then you get it yeah and you don't like no no one waits on you yeah no, so we ain't refilling tips. your drinks or anything <laughs> tiny would not tip in that scenario just like he won't pray for you he's not gonna tip you now, unless if, you wait on him hand and foot now if john had delivered my food then yes absolutely i would tip so, all right, back to the article. Restaurants expect patrons to tip at least 10 to 20% of their order value. Is that what you tip? That 10% is a lie because if, if you tip 10%, yeah, you're a cheapskate. You're, cheap yeah. you're getting shamed. I normally tip about 25%. Well, cause, that's because you're so rich, though. Yeah. Well, I, I write it off as my tithe. <laughs> <laughs> I go 15 to 20%. So. <laughs> I did not tip at the concert, so we went to get a drink, all mm-hmm. right? I'm about to confess some sins to the world. <laughs> so me and Adrian get in line once we get in, and we're going to get the we're going to get some water. Well, we get up there, and they're like, we're out of water. We just ran out of the water. And Adrian's like, oh. And I was like, I'll have a Miller Lite. I was like, next best <laughs> thing, buddy. You know? Yeah. And uh, I was like, "What do you want, one, Dater?" She's like, "No, I just I was ready for some water." And the dude like reaches down into the thing and pulls out like a personal unopened bottle, like a Sam's Club water. Uh-huh. It's like, "Here, you can just have this one because we don't have any." And gave it to Deidre. And so I was like, "Oh, that's really awesome of you." And he was like, "Yeah." 
put your card in here because they weren't taking cash because of COVID, even though I'm coughing on him if I wanted to. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, it pops up, do you want to leave a tip? I was like, no tip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dieter was like, did you tip him for giving me this bottle of water? I was like, no, no I didn't. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, anyways, so... Okay, so many eateries also include this as a service charge with every invoice. Talking about the tip. However, this amount does not go down well with customers who are eating on a budget. They believe that tips should be optional and not a compulsory charge, which restaurants can levy. I agree with that, too. Uh, you know, you should have the option to tip. Nothing now, hurts have, worse like, than tipping someone that has been horrible. Oh, no, I, well, yeah, but I'm talking about, like, I can understand if you got a party at eight or whatever, and they're like, we'll add the tip on, because that server's going to be hustling. Right. You got eight people mm-hmm. wanting different things at all times. Just put it on there. Y'all ain't got to figure it out at the end either, and we'll be fine. So, But I would rather have the freedom to say no. Although I rarely will say no, unless you're trying to flirt with my wife and give her a bottle of water. Um, This was a subject (laughs) of a recent video which went viral. A pizza delivery guy was refused a monetary tip and instead asked to take a slice of the pizza he delivered. So there's a link to the video in here. Uh, It's been shared across social media platforms, including YouTube, where it received thousands of views. In the short clip, you can see him uh, see the recording taken from the doorbell camera, and the pizza, di- pizza delivery guy keeps the pizza on the side and then goes towards the doorbell. He finds a sign that reads, no money for tip, please take a slice of pizza instead. Oh. I thought he did it on his own. Yeah, I thought he did too. Being, I didn't know you could do that. Well, look, you better believe I'm getting the biggest <laughs> slice, you know? I'm not getting that little, there's always like one real yes. small, like two-inch slice. Oh, I'm getting the biggest one, for sure. <laughs> Being left with no option, the delivery person residingly opens the box to grab a pizza slice and then bites into it after removing his mask. Uh, the customer's refusal to give a monetary tip to the pizza delivery guy did not go down well with internet users. As you can imagine, internet users look for any reason to be <laughs> mad about anything. Uh, people wanted to know why the customer ordered pizza if he could not tip the delivery guy in the first place. That would have been the question I asked. You know somebody's well, going to have to drive it hungry. to you. Well, man, eat a sandwich or something, you know? I, I agree. Come on. You got that one box of macaroni and cheese that's been in the back of your pantry for six months. Just whip that up. It's you better than money. nothing, though. Yeah. I will say that. Um, users revealed that most of the earnings of the delivery person were from tips as they worked 10-hour shifts without being paid adequately by their employers. Now, that's subjective. Got to sneak that in there. That's subjective. <laughs> But yeah, no, I thought the dude snuck one out. It was like, oh, you're not going to tip me? I'll just take a slice of pizza. I would have much more respect for him, too. <laughs> uh, now, I don't like the people who ordered pizza and didn't have money to tip with. Mm-hmm. That's mean. What if I tip with like some kind of homemade craft? <laughs> like, I don't have any cash. No. But I made you this really cool bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would cheerfully <laughs> accept it and then curse you the whole way back. That's what I would do. Oh, thank you, sir. And I got in the car and I'd be like, something's wrong with that dude. He ain't right in the head. And I would just cuss him out for forever. Yeah. Yeah. Take yeah. this Nintendo 2DS. <laughs> well, I uh I've never really uh 
when I delivered, I always made pretty good tips. But mm-hmm. I felt like I was a really good delivery driver too. Right. You know. Uh, but I never had anyone try to give me anything weird. Had people, you know, offer to get me high and stuff like that, but they would tip me too. Like college right. kids. College kids were the best tippers that we had. Because that's mama. Mama yeah, and dad's money. And they, yeah, and they, they are, don't care. Like, well, there's a thing. Like, when you – and, Tiny, I'm out of this now. You may be able to identify with this sentence. But, like, when you're broke, you understand how it is to be broke, and you want to help other people not be broke. So mm-hmm. if you got a $5 bill for a tip, you're going to give it, you know? Because you're like, man, this guy's in the same situation I am. We're all helping each other trying to get up. You know, yeah, I'm too rich now. I don't remember what that's like. <laughs> but John's like, they should just quit being poor. Yeah, right. Yeah, just quit being pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Okay, why is it so hard? <laughs> but uh, so they would tip great. The worst tippers were the ladies who were like middle aged and worked as a secretary at an office. They were the worst, <laughs> bar none, the worst. the worst people ever. Hated them. Nice. Would want to fight them sometimes. Then they're like hollering at you and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's been thirty minutes. I'm like, you're not the only customer in the world. Like we have other customers, right? Oh, uh, what do you want me to do? I'm doing the best I can. I broke several traffic laws to get over here to you with your sandwich as quickly as I could, and you're not even going to give me a tip. Like, but I would just smile and say thank you, and then write their name down on a list for further revenge later. <laughs> well, John, we have heard about a mass exodus from California. I don't know if that's yeah. true, but I've heard about it on the news. Well, I know Elon moved to Texas, didn't he? He did. Yeah. So he also go. he's living in a fifty thousand dollar tiny home. Do you know that? I did not know that. Yes, he sold his houses, his properties, or whatever. He's living in a fifty thousand dollar tiny home on the property of like the rocket factory huh. where he's work where he's doing all his work at. He, that's weird. I wonder what his wife thinks about that. He's not married, is he? I thought he had a baby. You have to be married before you have a baby. <laughs> well, that's what the Bible says, Tiny. <laughs> Just because the Bible said it, don't make people do it. <laughs> well, he has a girlfriend, though, right? Or something? Well, he had a baby with the Canadian, I think it's a Canadian pop star, Grimes. Okay. I don't even know who Grimes. I have no idea what I his never heard of her like. either until Elon knocked her up. Okay, and they named their baby X Ash A Twelve. Yes, <laughs> weird name for a baby, by the way. But that's fine. <laughs> really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I'm a rich people do weird stuff. <laughs> right. I don't get living in a tiny home though. You could get a nice like. 1600 square foot rancher out there for hey, cheap, you know. He's saving his money, I guess. He's trying to, he's got to get off the planet, John. <laughs> he's wanting to invest in earth real estate. <laughs> he's trying to leave. Yeah, he don't want to be, he don't want to get too comfortable and happy here. <laughs> yes. That make him less likely to leave. <laughs> I bet you that tiny home is nicer than mine or your house, <laughs> you know. Well, there was a picture, you know what? Let me Google it right now. I think it's a shipping container. Okay, that's the way to go. That's what I would do too. Tiny home right there. Here we go. Let's bring up images. That's not it. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. Okay. See right there? He's, he's got it. He's pulling it behind his Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> Those plants look fake, by the way. <laughs> they might be. Oh, mercy. Well, okay. There's another picture of it right there. That's where he's living, John. Okay. He doesn't have a yard. He's 
He's got it set up in the parking lot. I'm out advocating for tiny homes for homeless people. You <laughs> right. know, like I'm we, advocating for tiny homes for billionaires. <laughs> I want Jeff and SD Allen to branch out, start buying property, building tiny home complexes on there that uh, homeless people can live in mm-hmm. temporarily. You know, we'll give you a one year rent free lease here as long as you meet these requirements. You're not raping people or beating people or, you know, shooting up heroin or anything. We should have them for tiny people, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tiny homeless people. Yeah. <laughs> That's the earth oddity. Yes. That's our dream. <laughs> anyway, so I think they can use it as a, a place of residence to get mail, to apply for jobs, all that. And then once they kind of get some money in their pocket because they are they don't have rent costs, then they can move out on their own, mm-hmm. you know, temporarily. And then we can move another little person into that yeah, tiny home. Yeah, and then we move another dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that correct? Dwarf? <laughs> I know you can't use the M word anymore, <laughs> right? You get in trouble for that. Yeah. Yeah. So dwarf, little person. Well, anyway. I'm sorry. We're all of this. California. <laughs> I'm in rambling today. Amongst the earthquakes and the wildfires, now they're going. They're faced with something really bad. Bacon may disappear in California, John. Oh, no. As pig rules take effect. Oh, no. If you needed any other reason to leave California, yeah, right. this like, is it. Are they? No more bacon. Are they trying to really have everyone leave that state? I think they are. I wonder why. I, well, well, I kind of get it, though, like because I don't like people. So maybe the people <laughs> in charge, like all the super rich people are like, well, we need all these poor people to leave. You know, I mean, so, I'm still going to get my bacon. Yeah, I'll get bacon. <laughs> get my bacon shipped Just in. Cut it off for them, though. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, thanks to a reworked menu and long hours, Jenny Kim managed to keep her San Francisco restaurant alive during the coronavirus pandemic. That makes it all the more frustrating that she fears her breakfast-focused diner could be ruined within months by new rules that could make one of her top menu items, bacon, hard to get in California. Our number one seller is bacon, eggs, and hash browns, said Kim, which sounds delicious. It's classic. You can't go wrong with that order. (laughs) who for 15 years has run Sam's American Eatery on the city's busy Market Street. I'm it amazed. devastating for us. I'm amazed Sam's Club hadn't sued her for the use of Sam's American Eatery. You well, know? yeah. But they, maybe, I imagine they have anything with Sam's in it is trademarked already. Well, maybe the person who started it, maybe their name was Sam, too. True. So, yeah. Can, can, like <laughs> Sam, Mr. Sam Walton, he can't trademark all the Sam's, can he? <laughs> he maybe. Maybe he can. They're Walmart, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, animal welfare organizations for years have been pushing for more humane treatment of farm animals, but the California rules could be a rare case of customers clearly paying a price for their beliefs. With little time left to build new facilities, inseminate sows, and process the offspring by January, it's hard to see how the pork industry can adequately supply California, which consumes roughly 15% of all pork produced in the country. Wow. That's which California's a huge state. Yeah, a lot of people there. But man, they, they eat some pork. They there. eat some pork. Don't blame them. I love pork. <laughs> They've got right. It just mentioned right here that uh, at the beginning of next year, California will begin enforcing an animal welfare proposition approved overwhelmingly by voters in 2018 that requires more space for breeding pigs, egg laying chickens, and veal calves. I've never had veal. You ever had veal? It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> succulent it's it is it is amazing yeah you should try some sometime i should 
Maybe I can work some more overtime. And <laughs> have some veal. National veal and egg producers are optimistic that they can meet the new standards, but only 4% of hog operations now comply with the new rules. Unless the courts intervene or the state temporarily allows non-compliant meat to be sold in the state, California will lose almost all its pork supply, much of which comes from Iowa. The pork producers will face higher costs to regain a key market. Anyway, there's another quote that says, We are very concerned about the potential supply impacts and therefore cost increases, said Matt Sutton, the public policy director for the California Restaurant Association. California restaurants and groceries use about 255 million pounds of pork a month. Wow. But its farms produce only about 45 million pounds, according to Rabo Bank, a global food and agricultural financial services company. So that production is going to get cut even more. Yes. Well, I mean, it sounds like if you live in a state that borders California, if you're in Oregon, you, you need to get some hogs. <laughs> you're going to make some money importing bacon into California. Imagine all the waffle houses that could just pop up right yeah. there on the border. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like a wall of waffle houses around them. Yes. Uh, people in outside of the Southeast really don't know the pleasure of Waffle House, I don't think. Really? I thought they were all over the world. I thought they were like a Southeastern thing. Now I'm going to Google a map of Waffle Houses. I remember when I was a kid looking at the little laminated menu and flipping it over and there being stars where all the Waffle Houses were. But maybe that's a uh, Mandela effect on my part. Okay. Hold on. Let me get to Why does everything want to like use my location? Is that just the government trying to get me? I think that's more private companies wanting to sell that information. Okay. All right. Like this dude in Alabama Googled Waffle House at, on this day at this time. There, that. Oh, yeah. If that's the case, then it definitely is more of a Southeastern thing. Yeah. I mean, you got them on up into uh, Michigan, and it looks like there's one in New York, but pretty much east of the Mississippi for sure. Some out around Colorado, some in Arizona. We're about to have a new one built down here, down the road, you know. I heard about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I love the fact that we like move somewhat out of the city. And, and now the city we're just comes to us. We're getting fast food stuff all around <laughs> us. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, on the upside, we'll know where to find our teenagers at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hate that that Californians aren't going to be able to get bacon. I would immediately move out, I think. <laughs> That's about to say, if, if you need no other reason to leave California, yeah. you're, you may not have bacon anymore. Nicole was talking, you know, like maybe they need to move. This may be the straw that breaks the camel's <laughs> back. Her over the edge. Yeah. And next thing you know, she's in a in a baking-producing state and <laughs> yeah. living it up again. I don't know. Voting for new regulations to take place in that sure. state. <laughs> well, uh, do you know who Jess Fox is? No. You don't? Is he any kin to the fantastic Mr. Fox? <laughs> no, but he's a Australian canoeing legend. Oh, wow. All right. If you didn't know. I bet Richard's heard of him. Maybe so. Maybe so. You need to. You can t discuss this with Richard next time his vehicle's getting towed out of his backyard. <laughs> Slash our front yard. <laughs> yeah. While you're out there checking tire tracks. Yeah. <laughs> out there trying to cover it up before Terry gets back. <laughs> Jess Fox can thank a condom for helping her 
I thought it was a him. That was on me. Jess is a gender neutral name, gender neutral name for helping her win a gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics. And also not get pregnant. <laughs> True. <laughs> Earlier in the week, before Fox won her first Olympic gold medal in the woman's C1 canoe slalom, which, by the way, that's a kayak, because I turned on the canoe slalom the other day thinking it was going to be a canoe like what you and I would think yeah. of a canoe, and it was a dude in a kayak. I don't know the difference, like what, why they're in there and not a regular canoe, but it did not look easy to do, right. the, the whole thing. Anyways... And uh, she won bronze also in the K-1 canoe slalom final. Um, she shared a video repairing the damaged nose of her kayak using a condom. Now, somebody said it was a Magnum. <laughs> I was just <laughs> fixing to ask what size. It's not the kind me and you are buying. I don't know. <laughs> I only buy Twisted Pleasure from Trojan. <laughs> okay. I have never used one before. I well, you've got three kids. I have so no idea I how they it. work. I don't know how to use one or anything. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, bet you never knew condoms could be used for kayak repairs. Fox captioned a TikTok video that showed a condom securing a carbon mixture to the front of her kayak. She added that the condom's stretchy latex gives the carbon a smooth finish. Hmm. So there we go. Carbon, Is there a picture? No, at least not that has loaded yet. On because in page. my mind, I'm, I'm picturing her like stretching this thing over the whole that's front. That's what I was thinking too, just like right, <laughs> like, pulling yeah. it all like a sock. You like, know? Surely, not, surely yeah. that's not what's going on, right? <laughs> Yeah, tight enough seal. I guess it works, you know? I said it's 99.9% effective. I've seen Bear Grylls one time fill them up full of water. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. And tie a knot in them and and put them in his backpack. Yeah, that would be an easy call to make if you were in a survival Mm -hmm. situation. Like, yeah, okay, this would be a good water container. So condoms aren't hard to find inside the Olympic Village as athletes (laughs) were uh, given a sizable amount upon arrival. COVID be danged. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> a long-time tradition of the Olympic Committee to promote safe and and to promote a safe and healthy environment. This year's games also included sustainable cardboard beds. Have you heard about that? I haven't. The thinking is that they cannot hold the weight of two people on them because <laughs> of COVID and everything right. else. Uh, I don't think I could sleep in one by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to need some. Uh, three quarter inch plywood. I read that story and I was like, I, I can figure my way out around that one. You know, like <laughs> yeah. there's y'all doing away with a floor. You know, <laughs> like, oh, what's the big deal? We'll figure this out. Uh, so before she won her first gold medal, uh, which was nine years in the making, she ran around the back of a group of tents at Tokyo's Canoe Slalom Center to vomit in secret. She's hmm. nervous, I guess. I don't know. When she reemerged to compete in the C1 slalom, she met with her coach and her mother, a former canoeist who competed in the Olympics too. I told her that I'd thrown up, Fox said. I was like, I feel really good, but I just throw up, so I'll be but I just threw up, so I'll be all right. Puke and rally. I mean, that's a long honored tradition. She puked and rallied and won a gold medal. All right. So, and used a condom to fix her kayak, which for some reason is in a canoe. Event. Why don't you call it a kayaking slalom? I don't know. I don't. Maybe because kayak.com has the copyright on the word kayak. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
You might be right. <laughs> Definitely could be. All right. For my next story, it's a little dark. Let me just put up that CYA out there. Okay. But the headline is here in here is uh, first responders in Sherbrooke, Quebec apologize after mistaking a fire victim for a mannequin. Wow. It, it gets worse, people. I mean, that's bad enough. <laughs> but just how can it get worse than that? <laughs> well, okay. I can see how someone could be, you know, badly burned up and someone think a mannequin was on fire, but sure. they're just mistaken. Yeah. It's what happens after oh. they mistake okay. the individual. The heads of police and fire departments in Sherbrooke, Quebec, held a somber news conference Thursday afternoon apologizing and then explaining the circumstances that led them to mistake a woman's burnt body for a mannequin before disposing of it in a dumpster. There you go. At the police station. What else would you do with a mannequin that was burned up? <laughs> yeah? yeah, but it wasn't a mannequin. Well, they didn't know that. <laughs> Details of the mishandled remains emerged Thursday morning, nearly a week after the events took place, promoting the first responder service to address reporters Thursday afternoon in the eastern township city, about 150 kilometers southeast of Montreal. Danny McConnell, the Sherbrooke police chief, said that on July 23rd at around 10 a.m., firefighters received a call about a small brush fire near a factory on Cabana Street. When they arrived, witnesses declared that someone had lit a silicone mannequin on fire, McConnell said, adding that at that point, firefighters requested assistance from police. After discussions between the two departments, it was agreed that the mannequin would be disposed of in the container at the Sherbrooke Police Service, which cannot be accessed by members of the public. Four hours after the firefighters did so, at 2.15, a man filed a missing persons report <laughs> for his partner. Police then tracked the woman's cell phone signal to her car, which was parked on Cabana Street near the site of the fire. You know, they <laughs> started like point, slowly putting two and two at together. At point, the police were like, oh, hey. no. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> Bobby, I need you to get that mannequin out of the dumpster real quick. <laughs> yeah. has, uh, has the trash run yet? <laughs> it's terrible. A police officer who intervened earlier raised the coincidence insightfully, McConnell said. Police retrieved the so-called mannequin from the container, and they were able to identify it as the body of the missing woman. We are obviously sorry about this situation, and rest assured, the family is being advised about every key detail of the investigation, McConnell said. Our hearts are with the family, her partner, and the kids in this very tragic situation. So, dead gum. Look, this... Uh, why didn't they do like a like the police department? Why didn't they do... When they figured it out, they should have been like, all right, everybody huddle up, okay? <laughs> Nobody. We can't say anything about this. We're going to tell everybody we've been doing our investigation, and it took us a while to identify who this person was. We didn't want to release any details until we figured out what was, there was going on. There was another missing person, yeah, and we right. didn't know and we it, didn't, this was that one. We had to figure it all out. You know, everybody <laughs> be cool about this. Nobody okay? nobody put anyone in a dumpster. <laughs> okay. Right. Remember, no, <laughs> I don't want to hear anybody say the word dumpster. Okay. If you say the word dumpster, you're working weekends for the next six months. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, why would you not have that conversation? Yeah. I guess because they're more honest than I am. <laughs> I mean, do you think maybe this could have already gotten out? Well, I guess maybe they somebody was like, yeah, no, we threw a mannequin away. You know? Oh, dang. 
I, I, look, hey, hey, Tiny, I'm gonna need you to go down to the Sears store and get pick up a mannequin. Tell them we need it. All right, <laughs> look, set that bad boy on fire before you get back here. We're gonna swap them out and get the body out. Okay, <laughs> all right, I need this to happen quick, <laughs> like an hour ago. Yeah, quick, yeah, yeah, like get on it right now. Okay, <laughs> you took French. What does this right here say? Oh. Surete du Quebec. Surete du Quebec. Those people have been called in to assist the coroner's office in its investigation, according to the Sherbrooke Police Chief, the Crown Prosecutor's Office, and Quebec's police watchdog. The Bureau of Independent Investigations have also been consulted. So this has done got bad. <laughs> they should have had that huddle up talk. I'm <laughs> telling you. I mean. When the BEI gets yeah. called in, golly. That's what you say. To, look, do y'all want the BEI nosing around here? <laughs> okay, look, we got, we're all going on the same page on this before anything happens. On the day the incident happened last Friday, Sherbrooke police told Radio Canada that officers had been deployed at the corner of Roy and Cabana Streets in connection with a missing persons report. There had been no police spokesperson on duty at the time. Hmm. Stefan Semenu, the, the head of Sherbrooke's fire department, said that he wanted to address the public to rectify a lack of transparency. Well, the fire department, I don't know. You just got to be like, look, we all got to get on the same page here. Well, this is what he had to say. I'm quite stunned by this news, and I can say that my entire team, the entire department, as well as those who were there that day, are in shock, Semenu said, adding that he still had questions about what happened. Semino said he had also he is also concerned about the psychological impacts the disturbing situation had on first responders. People were overcome by certain emotions, so we have to manage that situation in order to stabilize our teams psychologically, and that's what we've been doing. McConnell and Semino declined to answer questions from reporters, so that's a good call. Yeah, yeah that's smart. <laughs> It is still unclear how the woman died, but I would say she died from fire. Yeah, right? I would she think that has something to, to do with it. Maybe smoke inhalation, you know. But McConnell qualified her death early on in the news conference as suspicious. Yeah, maybe she set herself on fire or something. Or maybe somebody was trying to dispose of her. Uh, definitely true. And the the police oh. picked Look, up the ball and ran with it. If her <laughs> husband did it, like, and he's trying to burn her body or something, he made the biggest mistake in the world calling for that missing persons report. Man. Because she would have just been a mannequin for the rest of the time. And he could have just been like, when people are like, hey, what happened to Judy? All she left me, she ran off with some dude down at the plant. And they're living in um, California now. And they can't get bacon. <laughs> Golly, I'm just, he goes on to talk about how uh, somebody could, how a burnt person could be mistaken for a mannequin. But, uh, man, I just, that's, uh, that's tough. I'm glad it's not me. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> Either the person who got burned up or somebody yeah. who made the mistake. Well, whoever made the call to throw it in the dumpster, that guy right there is who everybody's like, Bobby, how could you, man? Well, you know? I, like, I he's, like, he knows it's going to get pinned on him. I feel like the two guys who actually put it in there yeah. are going to be the ones who get stuck with it. Well, they can always be like, I was following orders, you know? But then that couldn't that guy say, that's not true. I didn't tell him to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but 
This they one, went off the reservation on this one. Yeah, they, they, now, we were sitting there over there by the back door because we are about to examine her. Now, I, <laughs> that's where we always put the trash. Yes, yeah, that's where we always put the trash. But that doesn't mean she was trash. I called the coroner. That's right. Ed over there, he said it smelled bad, and he took it <laughs> he on took himself it on to out. throw it away. And I was like, who's cooking fish in the microwave again? Um, uh, man. Well, um. That's tough. Now, the next story I want to say is not necessarily for the kids. Okay. Okay. <laughs> not so, like our last story. No, the last about story. A wife and mother getting burned up and thrown <laughs> in a dumpster. <laughs> this one, I would, uh, you may just want to tune away until you hear the Cajun curl laugh. Okay. <laughs> uh, did you know that Russia is a stand your ground state, Tiny? <laughs> no, no. You didn't? I didn't. Okay. Arm robber is beaten up with a sex toy. <laughs> Cashier grabs an 18-inch weapon and bashes a knife-wielding thief at a Russian sex shop. Wow. There's a video, or uh, definitely pictures. Uh, CCC, CCTV footage from a sex store in the city of Novokrushnyx in the Russian region of Krimrovo. Oblast on July 24 shows a saleswoman hitting the robber with a dildo. <laughs> he liked it. Yeah. Oh, there is a video. Oh, she wallops him good. <laughs> He's running right on out. Uh, the saleswoman, whose name has not been disclosed, was working late when the masked thief reportedly entered the store and brandished a small knife. Um, the footage is unconfirmed to be real, and police have yet to confirm whether they, had invest- they are investigating an incident at the sex shop. The suspect allegedly demanded money from the shop, from the shop's till, but the plucky saleswoman can be seen chasing him off with a large double-ended dildo. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with, with what those are, Tiny, but what you were telling me. <laughs> well... <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, I, don't you need a handle? What's the other side for? <laughs> I don't know. Um, the large sex toy is designed to be used by two women or by somebody that wants to use it solo. Okay. Uh, okay. Where's a whiteboard? Someone needs to draw a diagram so I can understand what's going on. The footage is going viral on the social network VK where the women can be seen working behind the counter when the masked man enters. He approaches a saleswoman and apparently brandishes a small blade at her, and then the worker pretends to she bend said, down. She said, that's not a knife. <laughs> the worker <laughs> pretends to bend down to get something with her right hand while slyly sliding her left towards a rubber dildo on the counter. <laughs> She suddenly seizes the long sex toy and whacks the thief over the head with it before chasing him out of the store. (laughs) Despite the dangerous situation, the woman seems calm after the robber disappears and apparently does not lock the door behind her. In Russia, they call that the dong bonk. (laughs) Do you know, in any self-defense scenario that... uh, you can be in one of the top things they want you to have is familiarity with your weapon, you know, <laughs> that you're using, yes. that you're comfortable, you know how it feels in your hand, you know how to use it correctly, right? <laughs> right. So kudos to this lady. And and they say any weapon 
is better than no weapon. Yeah, that's exactly right. And also, anything can be a weapon in the hands of a master. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and she apparently was a master, you know? <laughs> uh, and, you know, that's good for her, really. Yeah. Um, I'm recommending, because Squirrel's got the food truck now. Yeah. Cajun Curl's food truck. That we should get him one of these as a gift in case <laughs> someone tries to rob him. Right. You know? Yeah. As friends, I as think we weapon. should do it. Yeah, as a weapon. Yeah. So if you Which could, means it's got multi use. Yeah. yeah, but it, <laughs> but it, it can use certainly it a, be yeah. a weapon. Um, so if you order him one, just go ahead and get <laughs> just go ahead and get two. I'll keep it just in case we find somebody else we want to give it. Does to. he have a favorite color? <laughs> I've seen a lot of options here. Yeah. <laughs> But speaking of Cajun Curl food truck, <laughs> we want to thank Cajun Curl, our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Bundle Spice, for all of their support. You can check them out at CajunCurl.com, and you can order the spice right there on Cajun Curl. It was created on the Elm Bayou at Evangeline Parish, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Bundle Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, Potatoes. Oh, my boss went deep sea fishing this week, brought mm-hmm. back some fresh tuna, cooked it up, put Cajun curl on it. Nice. It, it was amazing. It was great. Uh, so Cajun curl spice on anything will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Bundle Spice, and you can find recipes there that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. World-famous Cajun curl Bayou Bundle Spice is uh, available here locally at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Girl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by you blend of spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out. Use the promo code EOP10. That's EOP in the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John. This week we have a voicemail, we have an email, and we have a message on Patreon. Okay. Wow. Should we... Uh... This is the old trifecta. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm wondering, should we call this section like community comments or something? Sure. Uh, we need to come up with something. The for people it. speak. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The people have spoken. Here's our first voicemail. All right. And this comes from Mr. Terry. Yeah, this is Terry. I am one third of That Sounds Funny podcast coming from Illinois, 518 miles away. I hope you can hear me pretty clearly. Coming in loud and clear. I just finished listening to episode 102 where you guys discussed the story you were talking about. It was a deaf guy who was suing uh, Pornhub for lack of captioning. <laughs> I remember that I story. I do remember that story, <laughs> yes. Etc. cetera. Uh, well, us being blind, I'm just going to let you know that uh, <laughs> they actually do have a uh, porno site out there for blind people. <laughs> it's called Porn for the Blind <laughs> at pornfortheblind.com. <laughs> It's really stupid, though. 
they have medical personnel describing what's going on on the screen. <laughs> it's really stupid. <laughs> but uh, the actual terminology is descriptive audio. You have a descriptive audio track, whether it's a movie, TV show, etc. It pays about three dollars a minute if you were looking to take that on as a profession. Well, I tell you, man, three dollars a minute. Three dollars a minute. You go ten minutes. Yeah, that's thirty bucks. I know. You're getting sixty dollars an hour. That's not. Oh bad. no, no, not that ain't right. So you're getting what? How much? Hundred eighty dollars an hour. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, hundred eighty dollars an hour. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't, and, they love, wouldn't you love to hear me do a descriptive <laughs> reading of a porno scene? I think I think I could do one. A dog on. I didn't even know you could do that. Tune into the Patreon section to hear our auditions. <laughs> maybe we need to maybe we need to each cut a track, you know? Like record it on our iPhone notes. And yeah. then next Patreon, like full episode, that'll be part of what we do. Okay. Okay. All right. You gotta remind me to do it. Yes. And I'll have to find a time where I can watch an adult video and and narrate it without my entire family knowing what's going on. I was about to say, I think I'm just going to go like the audio fiction route. No, I want to do an adult movie. It's for science, you know? I'm going to... I'll read a literatica story. (laughs) Is that website still up? I think... I don't know. Wow. I tried to catch you at one right there. It's probably going to involve a stepmom. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do. Is just both find an erotic story to read I could, for our uh, listeners. If you could find that uh, that letter you wrote, uh, what's her name? Miss May. That's right. It was Miss May. Miss <laughs> May, a northern vixen teacher from Fayette County, she ended up marrying my ex uncle. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It's just kind of wild. Anyways. Anyway, on the on the <laughs> Sorry, Terry. Anyway, I sent you a letter, a dear John letter. I ran across. I hope to read on the show or play this on your show. But uh, again, this is Terry with That Sounds Funny on Earth Oddity. I love how it's spelled oddity in the Google, you know, <laughs> yeah. translate thing. A D I T I. Well, Terry, we absolutely did get that letter, and, and we're going to read it right now. Heck yeah. The title here is, Here is an old Dear John letter that I ran across. Enjoy. As a professor of mathematics sent a fax to his wife, it read, Dear wife, you must realize that you are 54 years old, and I have certain needs which you are no longer able to satisfy. I am otherwise happy with you as a wife, and I sincerely hope you will not be hurt or offended to learn that by the time you receive this letter, I will be at the Grand Hotel with my 18-year-old teaching assistant. I'll be home before midnight, your husband. When he arrived at the hotel, there was a letter, there was a fax letter waiting for him that read as follows. Dear husband, you too are 54 years old, and by the time you receive this, I will be at the Breakwater Hotel with the 18-year-old pool boy. Being the brilliant mathematician that you are, you can easily appreciate the fact that 18 goes into 54 a lot more times than 54 goes into 18. <laughs> Don't wait up. <laughs> 
Wow. You got to forward that to five friends so your mother dies before you go to sleep. That's awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. I'd actually heard that joke before. I, mean, you, yeah. I had never heard that oh, joke yeah. before. Yeah. So, it yeah. wasn't no math professor. I was a math teacher, but I guess all the same thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks, Terry. And we also got a message on Patreon from Stan. Ah. Oh. He simply wrote and said, Y'all are the kings of Bell Mead world. Go on with your rich neighborhood. <laughs> yes. Because they always build Taco Bells right across from really fancy neighborhoods. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't just any Taco Bell, though. It's, it this really is, is a nice Bell one. Mead. It is a nice Taco Bell. The Fett's getting a Taco Bell. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that'll be a that'll be a white trash Taco Bell, though. <laughs> they tore down the old Nelson's funeral home. Wait, I thought they had a Taco Bell built on the side of the Walmart. Well, but that got closed down. Okay. And then that Walmart closed down when they opened up the new Super Center or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And now the old Taco Bell that was in the Walmart is a tractor supply now. Okay. I think that's how it works. So. Ta- would Taco Bell, they just couldn't do a business on the side of a tractor supply? Store? I guess not. <laughs> I guess not. I don't know. Pizza Hut closed down in Fayette, too. Huh. Sad. Well, look, I just want everyone to know that our Taco Bell is not just any Taco Bell. It's nice. Remember the Taco Bell that was in Demolition Man? <laughs> That's basically our Taco Bell. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm questioned, you know, they got the like rustic sign and everything out there. Mm-hmm. I question whether that's going to be cool in like five or six years and they're going to have to replace that sign with something else. So I don't know. I mean, I thought rustic stuff has been around for a while, though. Which right? means we have to be here nearing <laughs> the end of that trend, you know? I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. As long as there's cabins in Gatlinburg decorated that way, <laughs> there's going to be stuff. True. That's cool. That's a good point. Um, Not to mention Hobby Lobby. <laughs> they're doing a lot to pump our stuff yeah, into they're, they're like suburban mom's homes. True. And artifacts <laughs> yes. that they shouldn't buy. <laughs> do we have any questions or anything else? We do have some questions. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. If you would like to ask questions, you can join our Discord server, link in the show notes, and you can go to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. You can ask him questions, and we'll read them right here on the show. Our first question comes from The Driver. Why is that I can go all day without a problem, but the moment I'm in a public place with both hands full, my pants start to slip down? <laughs> I, that's a good question. What it used to be with me, I used to slice all the meat and stuff at Rolly Poly, uh-huh. and uh, or when I was making sandwiches, would always be with my nose had had an itch, and I'm like, well, I can't, you know, I got sterile gloves on and all that, I can't itch my nose, you know. Right. So yeah, I don't know why why the world works that way. So. Hmm. I would invest in a good belt. Yes. Yeah. Nicole asked, why do they call strip clubs gentlemen's clubs? That's an excellent question. I've always wondered that myself. Tiny, I know you don't have a lot of strip club experience. (laughs) Neither does Nicole. But really, only gentlemen go to those clubs. (laughs) We're all polite, well-mannered, hold the door open for you, pull your chair out, stand up when a lady enters the room, all the normal things. Yeah. 
a gentleman should do. Yeah. yeah, extremely respectful of women. Yeah, very respectful. They're they're like yeah. really modern day feminists. And in a lot of cases, strip I've been in strip clubs. I've never seen a man touch a woman. So there you go. <laughs> All right, because they don't allow it. But I mean, that's a that's another debate for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole asked, "Is Simone Biles un-American for dropping out of the team gymnastics competition?" No. I'm actually glad she brought this up because. I don't uh, think that she's a hero, like some people are saying she is, I but I don't think she, she doesn't owe anybody anything. It, it, I think everyone should just be like, hey, you know what? It sucks. I hope she gets better. The first point I would like to make to everyone, all of my Facebook friends that have been arguing about this for two weeks, is that none of y'all know anything about gymnastics. None of us do. <laughs> none of us care about gymnastics except once every four years, yeah. and that's it. You know, I didn't know who she was yeah. until Tara was like, it's that lady who was in the Olympics four years ago. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Her. Yeah, Cause you haven't thought, about, I haven't her thought about her since the last Nobody cares about gymnastics <laughs> except out of the outside of that. Oh, anyways, the majority of people, yeah. not anybody, but no, I think, um, any athlete has the right to participate or not participate. Mm-hmm. I know like when she dropped out right before that, they said, hey, we're not going to judge you fairly, basically. Like, hey, you can do all these moves, but you're not going to get, we're not going to judge you against the standards of you doing stuff nobody's ever done before because we don't want other people attempting it, which seems kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And that would have made me mad. I would have probably quit for that. And that may have been why she quit. I know she said she had some mental health issue. You know, She said she was uh, pulling out to focus on mental health. Yeah, but which- I also heard later on, that she had something akin to vertigo too going on, huh? Which it would well, that's seem not to be, help. but I would have led with that instead of <laughs> mental health. Like, right. look, y'all, I got, I get dizzy up here on the balance yeah. beam, and I don't want to break my neck. So, so the way we discriminate against people with mental health problems in this sure, country, right? Yeah, absolutely. So good luck getting you treatment. Have, you, know? you should have gone with vertigo. <laughs> yeah, good luck getting treatment. They wouldn't give it to me. Uh, but I mean, really, so she can do whatever, you know, and, and it's tough for me, an out of shape dude, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> sitting on my couch to go, I'd never do anything like that. You know, I don't, but I also think like what's more American than being critical of another American. That's kind of <laughs> our, our new national pastime. <laughs> yeah. So everybody's American. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yes, and you know what? Prayers for Simone. I hope she gets better. Whatever it is she's dealing with, yeah. I hope she gets better. Like I mean, yeah, good for you if you don't want to compete. It's fine with me. It just opens up a place for somebody else to try <laughs> to win, which I think somebody did. There we go. Uh, Jacqueline asks, are the people who think Simone Biles is un-American actually themselves un-American? <laughs> no, I just addressed that. No, they are just as American as she is. Yes. As, uh, that's what we do here. Yeah. We holler at people. That's our Bobo ask. Are American people who are American, but not Simone Biles, un-Simone Bilesy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is true. True statement. Never a more true statement has been said. Raytheon asks, when is it inappropriate to wear a mustache? Never. It's I would never. Say. Yeah. Yeah. Never inappropriate to wear a mustache. Now, I'm talking about a natural mustache. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to go to the hobby shop and get well, one of these, like, character. I mean, the way he said wear, it yeah. made me think maybe he was talking about, like, a 
Yeah, like big a, old speedy guns. Yeah, mustache. exactly. Like a, a, a racist, offensive <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, of course. The, <laughs> Those are the best kind yeah. of mustaches. <laughs> if you can grow a racist and offensive mustache, <laughs> more power to you. But you don't need to buy one. Yeah. Which I guess we all can grow a racist mustache uh, if we just shave it right. Yeah. You know, like Hitler. Right, of course. <laughs> he ruined that mustache for everybody. Yeah, there for a while, like the little uh, pin mustaches. Yeah. What do they call those? Uh, the you talking those were about coming uh, back for a while. Yeah, the uh, the twisty end one. Yeah, yeah. now well, I someone like the takes hair gel yeah. and twist them, and sometimes they go like they yeah. curl them. They'll up curl up. There's yeah. a dude at work. Yeah, that did his mustache like that. I'm like, this dude stands in front of the mirror every morning. <laughs> And does that to his mustache before he leaves the house. Nothing wrong with looking good, though, Tiny. Right. <laughs> it worked, though. Maybe he's... Although, maybe if he's got that really long <sighs> mustache, he don't want to droop it down all day like a Fu Manchu. Uh, last question, Nicole asked, does your wife hate beards the same amount she hates mustaches? She hates them equally. Okay. Yeah. So, yes, she does. Which I have clean shaven today. Mm-hmm. Shaved this morning. Actually, yesterday morning, actually. Like I told my wife I would. I was growing my beard out until after the fish concert because I don't want like an undercover cop. And after that, I shaved it off. So there you go. Thought it might translate into a little smooching last night, but it sure <laughs> didn't. She snatched that CPAP up and put it on as soon as we got to bed. <laughs> She's tired though. We stayed up late. All right. That'll be it for questions. All right. Um, if you want to ask questions, join our Discord. <laughs> Link in the show notes. That's true. Yes. John, we're fixing to end this show, but before we do, we want to thank all of those who donate to the Patreon. Yeah. Each and every single one of you, we thank you all so much. We would like to thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Mr. Warsaw, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne. Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Thomas Williams, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. McWill. There we go. We thank you all so much for supporting what we do, for donating to the show, for the cool letters, for pumping us up. Yeah, just being cool people. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And if you would like to join our Patreon, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but if you join at the $5 tier, you get an extended show every single week, and once a month, you get an all-exclusive patrons-only show. Yeah. Maybe with or maybe without some erotica read by yours truly. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's a solid idea. But I think I don't think just reading an erotic story and I, you know, maybe we just have to ask for forgiveness. (laughs) You know. But uh I think that we we need to comment on the video. I think it would be so much funnier to do that. All right. Uh, this is this is, Satan does this to me all the time. <laughs> Look, we're just two dudes watching an adult video together, together in a room, <laughs> commentating on it. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong with that? That's completely normal. That's patreoncom oddity. Extend your oddity. <laughs> How can you not join after hearing that? You know, there's two guys 
in the room <laughs> commentating on an uh, adult video with her pants off. <laughs> Recommended by Satan. <laughs> <laughs> if it's for comedy, it's not a sin, right? You know, well, we'll bring our wives in here with us, so then it's legit. You know, like, okay, well, that's different. <laughs> that's totally different, right? I don't want to learn anything about myself. That I may not know. Uh, if um, oh yes, well, we went off the rails. <laughs> we really did. Speaking of extended shows, what we got coming up in the extension? Well, I got a story. Actually, you and Tara were talking to me about. I was unaware that sex parties are back, and so <laughs> we're gonna. Sounds like John's trying to start one up in my house. We're gonna cover that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a story about a Michigan lawmaker and some campaign spending that may have raised some eyebrows. Sure. As well as some other things. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got anything else before we end the show? Mm, nope. Nope. Thanks for listening. We appreciate all your uh, support. <laughs> Tell a friend about us and uh, join the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're on all those things. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We have show art on Instagram. Put up three this week, you know. (laughs) I took a little bit of Dapper Dan's advice. (laughs) Here we go. Yeah. Still looking for a social media intern, by the way. Sure. Definitely need that. Uh, But you can check out our show art uh, underscore authority on Instagram. We have a link to a Discord server in the show notes if you'd like to join that. And we also have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everybody, to Earth Oddity Extended Show. I believe this is episode 180. I know I shouldn't do that because I always get right. these wrong. I enjoy you when you get them wrong. <laughs> I never get them right. <laughs>